Hey there, Patty Dominguez here. Thanks for joining me on this episode number 57 of the Positioning to Profit podcast. Today's guest is Sasha Korboff. She is a fellow business coach. You can find her at sashakorboff.com. And one of the things that I enjoy is connecting with fellow coaches, especially in the realm of marketing. And I thought it would be such a great show to highlight a fellow coach, the marketing tips that we can bring to small business owners like you. And that's the focus of this episode. So it's a really fun one. We talk about the different strategies, some of them very easy to employ. Some of them are just little cautionary tales, tips, tricks, the whole nine. So check out this show. We know that you'll enjoy it. So here we go. Hey there, I'm Patty Dominguez. You're about to discover what it means to position your brand and your business to stand out. This show explores the stories of small business owners just like you who are bringing their message out to the world and impacting their tribe. So if you want to take your business to a category of one status, then hang with me because this podcast shares everything you need to know about how to be more prolific with your brand so that you can have more profits. Okay. We are live and I am so excited to host Sasha Korobov. Korobov. Everyone's going to be like Korobov, 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 Korobov. It's like a house remix. It's total remix. (laughs) Sasha, how are you? I'm so excited to have you on the Position to Profit podcast. I'm so excited to be here. And that's why I'm super well today. Thank you for having me on. I know. Well, okay. I was on your podcast and I absolutely loved being on the show. I love your energy. I love your brand personality. I get it. Like I see it and I get it and I resonate with it deeply. So I thought it only natural to (laughs) host you on my show so that you can spread the goodness of how you help people. And so with that, give us your three minute story about your background, because I know it's super fascinating. That's why I was like, you have to come on my show uh, (laughs) to tell what you do. Like your background is fascinating to me. So do tell. Three minutes. Okay. Hit the timer. Um, So basically I came up as everyone else does, or as a lot of people do, going to school, hitting the corporate grind. Um, I got my first master's degree in 2009. And subsequently, because it was May 2009, the economy, you know, Uh, fell into the earth and was swallowed whole. So I had to think of something else, because my master's, which was in higher education administration was like not going to happen because all the universities were laying people off. So I figured I always wanted to live in DC. And so I packed up a rented Toyota RAV4 and I moved down there with no job. And somehow by the grace of someone um, ended up working for NASA. And so I was full-time there at NASA for about eight years. Like, and there were definite perks, obviously rolling with astronauts and shuttle launches when we were still doing that and everything like that. But you know, after a while, because you realize that's only like 5% of the stuff, right? Yeah. You're like, I'm still in a cubicle, <laughs> spreadsheets. Even if astronauts walk by me, it doesn't change that like there's <laughs> needs to be more than this. Okay. So then what you're saying is that the, the fluorescent lighting, it, it didn't <laughs> keep you engaged it it didn't it didn't capture you know my spirit to keep me motivated somehow patty i don't know how um but you know it's it's all that stuff like you know the bs office politics and the it just ugh. so something that had been 
I won't even say on my mind, I'll say in my soul, um, since I was seven years old, the first time I went to England, um, was that I wanted to move there. And I was always looking for opportunities, like, how can I make this work? You know, I don't have a job, I, you know, whatever. And so I'm like, okay, I am super interested in learning more about, like, the PR marketing space. Mm-hmm. My current job at NASA will not let me do that. Mm-hmm. So I have outgrown the position and it is time for me to, to change. And so I enrolled in a master's program in London and um, found my way there from school. And then fate intervened again because I met my husband. And so that's, you know, I, I'm now rooted here, which is awesome because I mean, holy life dream. And got to start my business back up. And so I'm just ticking the dreams, you know, the little boxes off one by one. It's it's pretty amazing. So, okay. So are you in DC or in the UK? I'm in the UK. Oh, and I don't hear the accent. So like, I didn't see. I know. (laughs) Yeah. It's so funny because every time I'm scheduling calls with people and they see that I'm in the UK, they get really excited. And then I open my mouth and they're like, oh, (laughs) you're just an American. Oh, you don't have the cool accent. Yeah. So how long have you been in the UK? Uh, Three years. Okay, cool. And you having your online business, I'm, which is so great because it's your laptop, a mic, and, and a notebook and pen, and you go. How long have you been doing this? Well, it's interesting business? because I had two side hustles when I was at NASA. I was a Zumba instructor, and I was um, a certified coach. I got my coaching certification. But when I moved to England, because of visa reasons, I was not allowed to be self-employed. So I had to stop doing business. Oh. And yeah, so um, I recently started back, well, not recently, uh, 13 months ago, I started back up again, rare and ago, refined purpose, refined mission. Mm. And so I had done it for three years and was getting some good traction. And then of course, it all had to stop. And so I will say my new iteration in the UK, 13 months. Nice. And so what problem do you solve? I help women test and validate their business ideas before they go off and spend thousands of dollars on online courses that will not move the needle in their business. Oh my God. Mainly side hustlers. Yeah. I love it. I love it because I talk about this quite a bit around the courseitis is real. <laughs> I mean, I literally tell my people when I when a client joins me, I'm like, put away your credit card, let it cool off. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, because give it a vacation, give it a vacay, because if you buy another course, I swear I'm going to fly to your house and strangle (laughs) you myself. I can't, I can't do it. So can you explain, because this is a truth. And I know that we've talked about that, like give your rendition of what you see of how people piss away so much money. You cannot market your way out of a foggy business idea. Mm. You can't do it. Say it again for the people in the back. (laughs) You cannot market your way out of a foggy business idea. And the thing is the I don't blame the, I don't blame the marketers, right? The people that do the online courses and stuff, I might go that route in the future. Who knows? I don't blame them, um, but they're very, very good at what they do. Unfortunately, what they're doing is selling like um, medium to advanced marketing strategies to new entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. And that is a huge, you and I have talked about this. That's a huge 
disconnect. Mm -hmm. So people really go down the rabbit holes of buying these courses that they have no business working with until they have their foundation in place. I use courses now because I know what I'm doing. Exactly. You know, so there's, there's definitely a place for them. I'm not knocking it, but they don't understand that without that foundational work, they're setting themselves up for upset and disappointment. And the thing that makes me most upset is that, especially women, we tell ourselves that if we don't have success because we didn't like finish a course or know what to do with it, that that's our fault. Mm -hmm. We must have dropped the ball. We must have not been a doer. You know, we must not have understood or been savvy enough. And it's a pile of lies, you know, in the beginning. You, sh- you have no business thinking about marketing in the beginning. You've yeah. got to be testing things. You've got to make sure that you know who you're talking to, mm-hmm. what you're telling them, why, and how you help them. That's it. As simple as that. But it, as simple as it is, it does require the right framework in terms of coaching. And so you help people with Absolutely. that. So that it saves them the time and, and overwhelm. Because if you don't have that, you're really missing the boat. It's yes. so true. It's so true. Yes. So then what happens if people don't do what it is that you're saying? Oh, well, and I wish I could be like, this is totally hypothetical. I have no idea. I've lived this, which is how I know. Yeah. Um, You're just going to end up spending sometimes tens of thousands of dollars. I talked to somebody who spent $100,000 on advanced courses and marketing help. And they didn't even know who their ideal client was. Oh my God. Yeah. So that money, um, especially, you know, some of us are fine. Some of us have support or, you know, sit are sitting on savings or have a really lucrative day job that let us, you know, just do this. But for some people piecing together these pennies to invest every penny you part with is a big deal. Absolutely. to lose that over things that are not going to move the needle in your business is what upsets me. In the beginning, you need support. You need that foundation in place and you need guidance. Yes, you need coaching. You don't need more education. It's too Mm -hmm. easy to hide behind the education wall and stay in learning mode and tell yourself that you're taking action when really you're just chasing your own tail. I know. Ask me how I know. (laughs) Well, we talked about that too, about this whole thing. Another thing that I taught, that I say is like, are you just in the mode of getting ready to get ready? Because that is a level of procrastination that nobody talks about. And what happens is if you're confused because you've invested a bunch of money and then you're like, I'm going to figure this out if it kills me. (laughs) And so what, what happens is you get ready and then, okay, well, what if I finish this course, then I'll get it. And then this, and then I'll get it. We are hamsters on the wheel and we're getting ready to get ready and just stop the madness and understand that you have to start at the beginning. Kind of like, isn't that in the sound of music? Start at the very beginning. Yeah. It's a very good place to start. That's literally it. Like don't overcomplicate it. People don't overcomplicate it. And staying in learning mode doesn't bring clarity. Only action brings clarity. Exactly. Exactly. Oh my gosh. Okay. So then you help people. So we were um, talking a little bit before I hit the record button around here we are with everything going on in the world with COVID, blah, 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 global, you know, new normal. And we were commenting about how it's such a good time to be in this space in the online marketing space 
the coaching space, but it's a noisy, noisy world. So as somebody, because I have millions of listeners, you heard it here first, Sasha, (laughs) as somebody who is listening to this and you're in a full-time job and you're looking at that side hustle or you're looking to validate an idea, what is something that someone could do? Like, where would you say, okay, we talked about coursearitis. We talked about don't do that anymore. So what should I be doing then? If somebody were to ask you, Sasha. Put out a call on Facebook related to the problem you solve. Ask who's suffering with it and tell them you want to get on the phone with them and see how you can help. Boom. That's it. It's so easy, you guys, when you take the complexity out of it is like entrepreneurs solve problems. What yep. problem do you solve? Absolutely. Absolutely. And the what I've just described, of, which is, you know, of course, very known to you is market research. Mm-hmm. If you just get on the call with someone and say, hey, you said you're suffering with this problem. Would you tell me more about that? And in exchange for that, I'm happy to give you, I don't know, whatever your zone of genius is. If you're a web designer, take a look at your homepage and see what could be improved or give you 10 to 15 minutes as a career coach on maybe how to nail that promotion next time around. You know what I mean? Just offer something simple in exchange so people people just know that it's a no-brainer to get on the call and just talk to them. And not only is that good for knowing your brand and who you serve, I have no sales required gotten clients that way. Absolutely. One conversation, people just being on the phone with me over the course of that 30 to 45 minutes and just being like, how can I work with you? Well, do you know why that is? You know why that is, is because you're putting out, you're opening their eyes to something that they didn't know was missing. And you're like, well, surely Sasha knows what she's talking about. So let me get more of that. Let me get more Sasha time because that's what people are looking for. So you can scream from the rooftops, you know, buy my thing, buy my thing. That doesn't work. What, What Sasha's talking about is fishing. And I talk about this a lot, fishing versus hunting. And fishing is it's not for everybody. You're putting your bait out there this and that. It's a very easy breezy situation when you're just giving of your time and expertise and you know that inevitably, I promise you, if you do this a hundred times, you will have a client base that'll keep you busy for more time than you know what to do with. Oh yeah. The other side that I would highly, highly recommend from a market research standpoint is record those calls. Now you have to ask permission uh, for those of you listening. I insist that all my calls are on Zoom because A, I'm so visual, like I have to see people. Mm-hmm. I read their body language and, and all that whole thing. But when you record it, ask permission at the beginning and say, hey, is it okay if I record that? Of course, you're going to want it recorded because it's a value to them. But even better is that then, okay, this is where the gold is. Then you can have those calls transcribed and that becomes copy that you yep. can use for your sales pages or your emails for what it is that you say so that when people um, are taught, so, so that when you're putting your stuff out there, they're like, oh my God, it's like you're in my head. And it's like, well, yeah, because you said it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It takes all of the guesswork out when you're sitting there with the blinking cursor trying to figure out what to write on your sales page. Like, no more. It's there. It's and so good. It, it's so good. And it, I love, I had never heard that before the hunting versus fishing. That's oh, awesome. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And the thing is, <clears throat> It really allows people to come to you who resonate with your message instead of 
trying to do all these other weird fangled things to get people through the door. Like, first of all, that's tiring. Like, don't do that, you know? Secondly, it allows you to test and refine Mm -hmm. what you need to be offering to people because people are telling you exactly what they want in their own words. And can I drop a nerdy statistic? Please do. I love it. Okay. Okay. So it would take you emailing and having someone read those emails 34 times. So someone clicking and opening 34 emails from you on an email list to mimic the same sales purchasing behavior of one conversation. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, and that's Harvard Business Review. Okay. I didn't make that up. So if you can just get out there, you, and oh, by the way, I've done this with no website, no social media following, no email list. I have gotten clients this way and you're serving them. It is so good. Yeah. And it's free and it's simple. Yeah. I mean, you can find on Facebook and different groups and just start testing the thing that you do. I mean, innately, um, if you do that in your, in your of service, you're going to get, you, you just will. It's, it's, it's a numbers deal, right? It's like how many, how many times, um, up at bat. Okay. A professional baseball player is up to bat 10 times, does three hits out of the 10 and is a professional baseball player. So trust me when I tell you that if you have 10 conversations, one or two of those people are going to say, can I hire you for that? So Mm -hmm. be ready, people. Be ready with something to offer them. Don't just be like, okay, bye. No, like (laughs) be ready. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Have some sort, and it can be so skeletal and and general. I mean, not general, but like, you know, the bare bone, simple. That's it, simple. And, you know, you can even make it one of the points as you're speaking to them, like, hey, this is very much a simple framework. It is ready to be customized to what you need. I love that. I love that. And in this environment of um, creating side hustles, especially with people working from home and you have the seed of an idea of, hey, do you think you could possibly coach and this and that? Yeah, you can. And we just gave you basically a strategy for doing it in a very low pressure um, lots of good karma nature out there that would help you to to start out with your first client. So I think that's really Definitely. genius. Yeah. So when you talk about um, how you've evolved with your own positioning, where like how has that gone? How have you pivoted? Where where are you with that? I have learned the main the main valuable lesson that I have learned is that it's so much more important to talk about what you do than who you are. And I see so many people get bogged down with like titles and what do I call myself and all this stuff. None of that matters nearly as much as the problem that you solve and how you help your people. Yeah. And I was really attached to that like title for a long time. Like what do I call myself and stress and change it three times a week in my Instagram bio and just, you know, it's just (laughs) ridiculous. Like, but the problem that you're solving should stay unless, you know, you're evolving as your business grows. That's fine. But that's what needs to be consistent. And that's what you need to be talking about. It's what you do. It's not what you call yourself for goodness sake. I, I agree. I agree. You have to make it about your, your prospects and what it is. Cause they, it's so true. They're not going to care. They're not going to no. care about any of that stuff. It's no. so true. So, so what um, is one thing or a marketing strategy that has helped you to stand out of all the things that you do to get the word out about Sasha? I really love collaborations. 
Mm-hmm. I really, you know, when I'm working with people who are on my podcast or whose podcast I'm on, you know, when we hit it off, I've had people share my freebies. I've done stuff telling my audience about them. That stuff has made such a difference because you automatically show up in front of an audience that's already been um, built on trust. So if somebody is bringing you in in front of their audience, they are already vouching for you and being like, she's cool. Like, you know, I'm not bringing just anyone in for the sake of it. And these are also evergreen strategies. Mm -hmm. They're free. Mm -hmm. And as long as people keep the email or listen to the podcast episode, I'm not paying for that. That's going to continue to live out there for as long as the interwebs are here. And I don't have to do anything. I I still get inquiries um, and signups from people who uh, listen to a podcast that I was on a year ago. You know, I mean, so it's those have been my free strategies, uh, free favorite strategies for sure. Yeah. Podcast is podcasting is so great. And I always say, if you really understood how to repurpose it, I was just talking, I think it was with a client of mine and I was talking about how I've been so excited about podcasting. And I said, as a matter of fact, I had a conversation with my social media manager and I was saying, I'm like, Shar, you, I said, I think what we need to do is yes, we were on Sasha's podcast, let's say, but what we can do is reignite that I was on Sasha's podcast, tag Sasha, and then she's going to get excited be like, cool. Like you're getting me. Oh, I'll share that. Sure. You're going to share it. It's just like, the reciprocity is so mm-hmm. prime for the taking when you do that. So mm-hmm. I, we were talking like we need to be doing more of that and more consistently on multiple platforms because it's just goodwill and promotion and it, it's so easy to do. Uh, so we do it on Instagram and Facebook and LinkedIn. For me, LinkedIn is my primary vehicle. Not as much on, on, on Facebook, but we're getting better about it because I just had a launch. And I have to tell you that one strategy has been really amazing to help because I feel like I'm helping that podcaster and then they get excited and they're helping me back. It's so easy oh, definitely. and, and it, it's such a win-win is what I wanted yeah. to come back to. So, so what do you say when the concept of somebody that wants to start a side hustle and we've given a really great strategy, great idea of just posting that question. It turns into market research. And then we said, hey, have those conversations. And then what about this whole thing about, oh my God, well, who am I to do oh. that? Who am I to lead people? I'm sure that the psychology side of things comes into play when you're coaching oh, your yeah. clients. Yeah. So what do you say to that business? The first thing I say is I understand and I believe you. And there's a reason why it happens, okay? This is not any mark on your soul of you being less than or anything like that. Our brains are wired to look out for danger all the time. So back in the day when we were running from grizzly bears and saber-toothed tigers and all of these things, those who did not survive were lunch. Those who were not always on the lookout for danger were on the menu. And basically what's happened is that's what millennia of hardwiring. Now, I mean, this is, you know, kind of sad to say our biggest threats as humans are each other. Mm -hmm. It's no longer, you know, this stuff that's out in the wilderness. 
our brains have not caught up to that. Our brain wiring is programmed to always be on the lookout for danger. And because there are no saber-toothed tigers, our brains still need a place for that energy to go. So we pin it on this stuff that doesn't matter. Oh, I got to send that email. Oh, no, I'm going to do this live on Instagram. Like, it's not a tiger, people. You're actually okay. Yeah. But I understand why your brain is doing that. Yeah. And just working through it, right? Like w- working mm-hmm. through the noise. We're like, oh, okay. That's just my uh, brain trying to protect me from danger. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. I'm not, I'm not a crow mag or I'm not, I'm not crow magnet and I'm not <laughs> hunting for food. So I'm good. I'm good to go. I will put out that live video on Facebook. I mean, just yeah, recontextualize exactly. it, you know? Exactly. And the thing is too, if you are not doing something, it's because you're afraid. If you're doing something, you're afraid while doing it. So as long as fear is going to be present in both, why not choose the one that's going to give you growth? Oh, I love that. That's such a great way to choose. Hey, the fear is going to be there. As a matter of fact, I say this when my clients are like, I don't want to get on video. I'm scared. And I'm like, listen, you're going to suck at the beginning. Let's be honest. (laughs) And you have to, I'm like, do I have your permission to call you out on your bullshit? Yes. Okay, great. Um, You're going to suck. And that's a great example right there. You just sucked right there. It was awful. Here's why. Do it again. And then we talk about how to fix it. How was it now? Great. Now you suck less. And then yes. you suck until you don't suck. And then you're like, I actually like it. Yep. You have yep. to go through it. You have to go through that transition. It's all part well, of I the deal. I couldn't agree more. Absolutely. Okay. We're about halfway through with this episode, but I wanted to make sure that you knew about my new positioning to profit quiz so that you can discover how to use the key pillars of positioning to give yourself the ultimate edge for your business. It's an assessment, personalized plan of action to overcome these roadblocks that are keeping you from even more profit. So head on over to positioningquiz.com. All right, let's continue with the show. Yeah. And it's so helpful when you just put it out there and say, you're going to be bad. I mean, some of my early videos are just so ridiculous. I'm like, my God, these are so awful, but it doesn't matter. It's part of the deal. It's part of the, how do you even call it? It's part of the price that you have to pay to get better. There is no shortcut for that. The cost of admission. The cost of admission. Totally. Yeah. And you hear people like, um, Pat Flynn, for example, when he talks about his first podcast versus where he is now, I I cringe for the man because he plays a clip from his first ever show and oh, wow. oh my word, it's awful. But he does it deliberately and he does it a lot to say, you're going to need to go through this growth space, yeah. this growth phase. And I really respect him for always Absolutely. putting that out there. Um, so, you know, it's... <clears throat> Every single time it's going to get easier. And also, by the way, if you think there's ever an end point, there isn't. This, there will always be things that are going to challenge you and that you have to grow with. And if you choose not to grow, you choose, you know, the complete fade out of your business. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's, it's always going to be there. Mm-hmm. And, and it, all, it all comes down to choice right? Yes. Either you can choose to be small and, and choose the mediocrity or choose to just push out and whatever happens, it's all part of the bigger plan. Like just do it, just put it yeah. out there, detach from what you think it's supposed to look like because on the other side, you get just really cool surprises. Like, oh, okay, that's, that's cool. You know, yeah. when things happen, it's just awesome when you just put it out there. 
100%. And it's, it's just a matter of how people, people are wired. I think you and I have talked about this. Like, if you have an entrepreneurial brain, you just can't hit the off switch. I can't. Like it, it's just, you can't. And my husband, bless him, is an accountant pre-COVID anyway, he loved every day going to the office, punching in at five, punching or punching in at five, punching out, yeah, you know, whatever, nine to five, he was there. And um, <laughs> sorry. And for me, and he loves that routine. He loves the steady paycheck. He really hates like surprises. For me, I feel like that's jail. I couldn't agree with you more. The, he, he, that's I have one of those. I have a husband too, and he has a traditional nine to five. And it's like, so you like the fluorescent lighting and the cubicle walls. Okay. But literally, I'd rather shower in a woman's prison. I cannot. Literally, I, as a matter of fact, Sasha, I'm not kidding. I was out with my friends the other day. I was so excited to be out after COVID. I'm like, oh my God, people. And yeah. like, we're actually having cocktails outside. You know what I mean? It was yeah. so fun for a hot second, but we were talking and she happened to bring up that her husband's company was hiring. I'm like, that stop right there. It's not happening. <laughs> I'm like, I'm <laughs> not doing it. It gets COVID or non COVID or this and that. I'm not doing it. Once you, and I heard this quote, I don't remember who said it, but once you know what it's like to be an entrepreneur, it's like, I know too much, not in from an ego standpoint, but I, I know. know too much of what it's like on the other side. And what's possible. And what's possible. And it does take us, yeah, it takes a specific wiring though. It is not for everybody. It is not for the faint of heart. And here's where we can transition a bit is like, this is the value of coaching. This is the value of somebody guiding you to that point. We're kind of going full circle on what Sasha talked about. Like just ask the market what they're looking for and how do you give it back to them and guide them in good faith that you can in fact help them. Just put it out there. So to that point, like what do you think is an untapped opportunity for this year um, for business owners, people thinking about putting a business online? I think, oh, that's such a good question. I really think, not to sound repetitive, but people people really overlook market research. Yeah, they do. They overlook it because they, I've heard everything in the book it's from- work. Yeah, it's work. It's, I don't want to bother people. And first of all, if you're making a compelling offer to have market research, no one's going to feel bothered. People yeah. are going to jump at it like, mm -hmm. like you're doing them a favor. Um, I think diving more deeply into that because I don't think enough people are talking about it. That's the first thing. The second thing is leveraging your nine to five ethically to grow your business. Mm -hmm. And hear me out here. So mm -hmm. there are a couple of ways you can do this. You can do your market research casually. Say you're sitting around, you know, the table, once we're allowed back outdoors again, if you're sitting around the lunch table with coworkers and you're, you know, a parenting coach, you can be like, oh, I've heard such horrendous things about getting, getting children to sleep. Like, what was it like for you guys? Casual market research, just chat them up. If you're working with accountants, marketers, stuff like that, if you're in like a medium to larger business, ask them what their day-to-day -day worries are. Ask them, you know, what are the top things that they have to make sure they do or have to consider on behalf of the business? And like, why are you picking the poor marketing people where, where I was working, like always picking their brains about stuff just through innocent questioning. 
And if there is like a, I don't know, some companies do this, some don't. If there's like a brown bag lunch every Friday where like people can rotate talking about something, why not talk about the thing that your business is in? You don't have to disclose that you have a business. You can just say, hey, I'm interested in this. Why not test your content for exactly. free That's in so the genius. safe conspi- confines of, you know, where you get your paycheck. And that way, if people don't buy the content or like people don't resonate with you, guess what? Who cares? You're still getting paid and no one's feelings are hurt. Yeah. So I love that. It's such an untapped opportunity. And I totally agree with you. The masters of marketing focus on the research and that's exactly what you're saying. Like you can't, there is no quick button for this. And what you're saying is the fundamental truths around what it takes to build a business and market research is not a nice to have, it's a must have. And if you don't have have that, it costs, correct. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. That's why it's so essential. End of, you just, if you, if you don't do your market research, you don't have a business. And yeah, otherwise, instead of, you know, treating your nine to five, like it's this horrible, you know, weight around your ankles, use it, use it while you're still there to test content and get research, chat people up. No one's talking about that. Just, I know it's free and it's easy. And that's so great. I mean, you could definitely help people with that market research muscle, Mm -hmm. um, helping them through that process and then the test and validating and stuff. It's so important. Um, so you're really helping people in a tremendous way. All right. So let us transition. Yes. A person, place, or a thing. What is one thing that deeply inspires you? Oh, such a good question. Um, this is going to sound sort of intangible. You said person, place, or thing. So I guess we'll call it a thing. Mm -hmm. Um, the, how I make people feel inspires me. Oh my God. I love that. Every day you have a choice to decide. Yeah. How you make people feel. And that's going to be your legacy, isn't it? Oh, I got chills (laughs) and they're multiplying. (laughs) (laughs) That is so good. I love it. I love it. Thank you. Oh my God. That's such a good answer. Thank you. (sighs) Okay. I just want to stop everything now and hug you. Okay. (laughs) So what are you curious about right now? Ooh, another good one. I'm in a hot seat. I like it. Um, (laughs) I am curious about how um, something that we're we're all focusing on right now or we should be focusing on is um, creating inclusive businesses and inclusive spaces. And there have been so many instances in online coaching world where people's silence has been deafening or when they haven't been silent and have really stepped in it. And people who have come through and emerged as incredible voices and thought leaders. And I am really curious about how the tone and approach of coaches in our industry is going to evolve as a result of this great awakening. Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. It's so true. It's as crazy as it is. It's such an exciting time to be alive, even though it is crazy, but you just sense that things are shifting Mm -hmm. and it's like, hold on because it's only going to get more interesting. And I feel that that ability for we as entrepreneurs to pivot and change and flex and be adaptable 
is such a strong attribute that other people in their traditional confines uh, are not going to be able to handle that as easily where we can. We can. We are so... Uh, I almost said Hatchel viral. Already. I almost said viral, but it's not viral. <laughs> we can be viral too. Hey. We can be viral. <laughs> We're so like grounded in that ability to flex. I think yep. that's so We're key. Agile. We're yeah. agile. We're agile. That's it. That's it. Yeah. So that's super exciting. I couldn't agree with you more. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. If you weren't an entrepreneur, what would you be doing as a career? Oh, oh, I probably... Well, my expertise is in, um, I almost gave you an example of another entrepreneurship opportunity. Sasha, no, that wasn't the question. You can't help um, yourself. I, I can't. I can't help myself. My my expertise is in corporate communications and employee engagement. Okay. And so I would probably be finding, trying to find a big company that I could work in that would allow me to do coaching type stuff in the employee engagement realm. Yeah. 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 I'm so glad you're not there because <laughs> <laughs> what you're doing is so much more fun. Mm. All right. So tell everybody what positioning advice from through your journey would you give someone who is looking to grow their business? Ooh, what positioning advice? Um, I would say get a coach, don't buy a course. Mm, I love that. I can't stress it enough. You need someone to not only say, do this, not that, but you also need someone to tell you when something just doesn't make sense. And I mean, an example is, you know, I love my heart-centered coaches out there, right? We love the people who can really embrace, you know, the energy and, and everything like this. But if you tell people, well, Um, I work to make sure that your spiritual something or other is in alignment with this intangible thing. Like what you you can't, that's, you can't like walk away with that as, as a business. It's wonderful. It's important, but until you can talk about it in a way that's going to resonate with people, it's not going to move the needle on anything, which is a shame, right? Because everyone has a gift and you should be able to use your gift. Get a coach, get someone who knows what they're talking about Mm -hmm. to allow you to do these things and bring these gifts forward, but talk about them in a way that'll resonate. Mm Because if you can't talk about these things in a way that resonates, no one's going to hear you. Exactly. I love that. Sasha, I find you to be so fabulous. How can people find out more about you? And I think you have a little, a little, a phenomenal freebie happening. So tell us more about that. Well, come find me on at Sasha Korobov biz, B-I-Z. So at Sasha I, I can't she can say, say it, everyone. She can. <laughs> at Sasha Korobov Biz on Instagram. Find me at SashaKorobov.com. And yes, if you go to SashaKorobov.com slash positioning, you will find that I have prepared just for your listeners Yay. a free three-day training on the free strategies to grow your business without a website, email list, or social media follow. Oh, I love that. Okay, so sashakoroboff.com forward slash positioning, and that's Sasha, S-A-S-H-A-K-O-R-O-B-O-V.com forward slash positioning, because I wanted to I wanted to make sure people heard it. Um, and plus, Thank I you. love saying your last name, Koroboff. <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> 
It's like a, a house music beat. Um, I'm not kidding. It's going to be in my head all day. Okay. Sasha, thank you so much for being in the positioning to profit podcast. I sincerely, sincerely have so much fun talking to you and I literally, we have to keep connecting and our paths crossing because I just find you to be so fun. And I would love to be in a situation where like speaking together. I don't know. We need to do something because I find you fascinating and so fun and just, yeah, it's such a good time to hang with you. So thank you for being on the show. Likewise, this has been a blast talking to you is always a blast. And I am <laughs> thrilled to consider this only part one part of the one. ongoing yes, saga. Yes, we should do like, yeah, checking in. Be like, okay, yes. so what are you seeing out there, Sasha, reporting <laughs> from the UK? You know what I mean? That would be so cool. Yes, from my bunker in London, I'll report from out. Your bunker yes. in London. Yes. <laughs> okay, I'll stop. I don't know how to do an accent. <laughs> Me either. That's why everyone's disappointed in me around here. <laughs> yeah, <so> funny. <laughs> All right, Sasha, thank you so much for being on the Positioning to Profit show. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for checking out the Positioning to Profit podcast. If you haven't already done so, please make sure to hit that subscribe button so you don't miss any new episodes. And also, it would mean the world to me if you would take a quick moment to leave a rating and review on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, or your favorite podcast player. It really helps to get the word out about the podcast and, of course, the featured guests. And lastly, please make sure to connect with me on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn. I'm on all of them. And use hashtag positioning to profit so that I can (laughs) search you out and connect that way too. All right. Thanks so much. See you next time.